Hey, and welcome to Becca Babbles Podcast, the show where I will teach you to be the best version of yourself by learning about yourself, body, and the world around you, or at the very least, give you a good laugh. I'm your host, Becca. Now let's get babbling. Hello, and welcome back to Becca Babbles Podcast. And I wanted to ask you a question. Have you ever heard of the word intuitive eating? Well, I'm just about to tell you how that is messing up your body and your relationship with food and how there is a more optimal way to eat for your body and feel your best. And the reason why I'm doing this is because I tried doing intuitive eating for the longest time and I found that that was actually harming my relationship with food. And I'm going to tell you guys a more optimal way to eat for your body. But I just wanted to put a little bit of a disclaimer that this is something that I have found that has worked for me in my healing journey on healing my relationship with food, feeling my best, and that I'm not a dietitian, a nutritionist, or a medical professional. But I have worked with some in the past and I have taken what I've learned from them, my own experience and the research that I've done and hoping that it will help you feel your most optimal self because that's literally what this podcast is for. I'm just sharing with you what I've learned and hoping that it makes you feel your best. But if you don't know what intuitive eating is, most people describe intuitive eating as eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're full. You're born with these hunger cues. You're supposed to listen to them and just like eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. It seems pretty easy enough. But the thing is, is diet culture and social media has started putting thoughts in our head about food and how maybe we should eat less of this. Maybe we should eat more of this. Maybe we should just eat vegetables all day and look up at the sun to give us energy. Like, that's not that's not going to help you. That's a very extreme approach, but still, when people talk about intuitive eating, they're talking about just listening to their body cues, but we've been our thoughts have infiltrated what we think about food and that therefore infiltrates our intuition about eating. And there is this book out there called Intuitive Eating, A Revolutionary Anti-Diet Approach. And I am not coming from that perspective. That is a great book about how to heal your relationship with food and seeing food as a neutral ground. But again, social media has twisted intuitive eating and I'm trying to break away the approach of, oh, I'm intuitive eating, even though I haven't eaten for like eight plus hours and I'm not hungry. So I'm going to skip lunch or I'm going to make lunch smaller when it's like, um, no, Karen, you need to go eat some food. You need a snack. Like, come on, let's go eat some food. Your body needs energy. Let's go. And the thing is, is there are problems with intuitive eating. Yes, it is great that you're listening to your body cues and you're honoring your hunger. That's great. But again, intuitive eating has become this new diet. It has become, I'm not going to eat because I don't feel the stomach grumbles. I don't feel empty in my stomach. I don't feel my stomach turning. 
I don't know if that's the right word to use, but I don't feel grumbly in my stomach, so I'm not going to eat. And this was something that had harmed me a lot in my recovery and healing my relationship with food because I would sit down at a meal and I'd start overthinking my hunger. I'd be like, am I full? Should I really even be eating right now? Because like, I'm not really hungry, but I know I need the food. And then this turned into like feeling super guilty because I wasn't hungry. But again, I knew I needed the food. And this can be harmful to people who have dysregulated blood sugar and needs to make sure that they're fueling their body properly throughout the day so they don't get these weird energy dips and highs and all over the place. And a lot more people have that than they realize. And this could also be for someone who is really active. This could be really harmful because I know when I was a stepaholic, I was active all the time that my body wasn't sending me the signal to feed myself because it was just prioritizing sending blood to my muscles so that it could keep walking, keep moving when it needed that energy. And when you're highly stressed, you there's a lot of people that don't get that hunger signal. They are so hyped up in fight or flight. It's like, again, your body is not prioritizing sending you that hunger signal to eat. And if you're trying to get your cycle back, then you're going to have to eat more food. Your body's going to have to feel more safe. Things are going to have to change and you might not be getting that hunger signal to fuel your body. And this also even comes to people who have dieted in the past, especially if you've dieted chronically, your body will stop sending you hunger signals. And this is really important to realize because if you think about it, if you call a friend and you're like, hey, Susie, I want to hang out, but she doesn't even pick up the phone. And you're like, oh, OK, that's fine. One time is OK. So you put the phone back down, but then you pick up the phone again and you call her. She doesn't answer. And then by the third time, you're just kind of like, I don't feel like calling her anymore. Your body does the same exact thing. Your body will start ignoring or even just sending you those hunger signals because why would it spend its energy sending you a signal if it knows that you're not even going to listen to it? So if you are intuitive eating, you might find that you have these weird energy dips and like you're crashing throughout the day or you have these weird hunger cravings and you're not sleeping very well. You might also find that you're not hungry in the morning, but then you get to the end of the day and you're starving because you haven't eaten all day. And then a big one for me was I felt anxious all the time, not only because I was overthinking my hunger, but because when I would wake up in the morning, I would tell myself, oh, I want to go for like a walk and I because I'm not hungry when I woke up. But then when I finally allowed myself to go eat, I was super shaky and I felt in a hurry while I was eating, even though I didn't have anywhere to go to. I didn't have anything to do. And my heart would start beating faster. And I was thinking, oh, maybe it's because I have a food intolerance. It's like, no, Rebecca, it's because you needed some freaking food in the morning. I'm getting very passionate about this, so I hope you can you can feel it. Um, <laughs> but now you're probably like, okay, if I'm not supposed to intuitively eat, then what the heck am I supposed to do? And this is where the magical word of 
intentional eating comes in. And the reason why I intentional eat is because, again, hunger is not just your stomach growling. There's more signs to hunger than your stomach growling. And this was a big thing for me to realize because hunger could just be that pounding headache that you're having. There's so many times where I would be sitting down at my computer doing schoolwork and then I would start getting this headache and I'm like, oh no, I'm not physically hungry. It must just be because I need to drink some water. And that might be the case. I might need to drink some water. But if I'm still having that headache... And I go downstairs and I have a snack or have lunch or whatever because I realized it's been a while since I've eaten. That headache goes away. So maybe you don't need to go pop in those Tylenol or ibuprofen for your headaches. Maybe it's just because your body's like, would you please give me some food? Because we want some glucose, please. You might also find that you have lower energy. And that could also be contributing to you being hungry. Or if you're staring at the clock, being like, okay, what time is it? What time is it? And it's not just because you're you're bored, but you're thinking about food. That is a key sign of hunger. And if you're feeling shaky and weak, again, that is another sign of hunger. So realizing that it's okay to go eat, even though you don't physically feel hungry, but you're showing these other signs of hunger. And with intentional eating, it allows you to feel energized throughout the day. And you don't have any more of those like weird energy crashes where you're like, oh man, it's like 2 or 3 p.m. I feel like I need another cup of coffee. When it's like, no, your body might just need some food. So instead of giving it caffeine without any nutrient, well, it does have nutrients, but like without any energy, you're just going to end up feeling more shaky. And the key thing to remember here is that food is energy. There's this whole demonization of trying to find something else to substitute for food for energy when it's like, why can't we just go back to the basics and eat the food? Because that's what's going to make you fuel fuel yourself and feel your best throughout the day. Another thing I found with intentional eating is that I wasn't anxious all the time. Which is crazy to think about because there's so many people out there dealing with anxiety. And I know a lot of the times it can come from another root cause. But if you're having anxiety and not and you're not fueling yourself properly, there is a reason behind that. There's a reason why your body is sending you these cues of feeling anxious because it wants you to go out and get some food. Because if you think about it, in like caveman times, he'd wake up and he'd be like man, I'm kind of hungry. I need to get motivated to go get some food. But if you're pushing back on that, then your body's going to start feeling anxious and that could be dealing with some blood sugar stuff. And if you just allow yourself to have that food and eat with intention, then you will not feel as anxious. And this was something that I started realizing once I was intentional with my food. This could even be, you know, that whole saying of like, oh yeah, she gets hangry when she doesn't eat any food. Well, yeah, you're going to get cranky if your brain isn't getting the glucose that it needs. Another thing that I found was that I was sleeping better, 
But the biggest thing was that it healed my relationship with food because intentional eating gave me the unconditional love to eat when I was hungry and when I wasn't hungry because I knew if I fueled myself properly at these certain times with these certain foods that I was going to feel my best, that I was going to recover my cycle. And it took that guilt away or that shame away of not feeling hungry, but knowing in the back of my mind that this was ultimately going to make me feel my best because I want to be super energized for this podcast. I want to be able to stay focused in school. I want to be able to perform in the gym. And if I am not my best self, I can't do those things. And it's almost if you think about it, if you have a best friend, you want them to feel their best. You want them to feel good. You want them to feel happy. Like who doesn't want their best friend to feel happy? Because when they come to you when they're sad and they have a problem, most people are like, hey, I want to comfort you because I love you. So why aren't we doing that to our bodies? Why aren't we being our best friend to our bodies and fueling them properly so that they feel their best and then in turn they will help us. Once you start working with your body and fueling it properly, it will do the things that you want it to do and you will feel your best. Now, intentional eating will look something like this. The first thing is eating within 30 minutes to an hour upon waking. And the reason for this is because this decreases cortisol. And cortisol is a stress hormone, which is important to have, but so many of us run off of cortisol and we don't even know it. And we need to have a normal balance of cortisol. So when you wake up with cortisol, that gets you going, but you also want it to start slowly decreasing. And there's this big fad, I don't even know if it's a fad, but like of fasting and p- They're trying to convince people that if you force yourself to not eat for 12 plus hours, that it will make you feel your best. And I don't know about you, but when I tried doing that, looking back, I didn't feel my best. I just was a hot mess, to be honest. And I wasn't really thinking straight. Like I could think about walking because, again, I was a stepaholic, but I couldn't really do much else. In the back of my head, I was waiting and thinking about when is lunch? When can I eat? When am I allowed to eat? When can I break this fast? And the thing is, is when you wake up, you wake up in a catabolic state. And being catabolic means breaking down larger molecules into smaller ones. So in like easy terms, this means your (laughs) your body is breaking itself down to supply for its energy requirements. So if you're trying to build muscle, you might want to rethink your whole fasting situation because you mostly want to be in an anabolic state, which is the opposite of being catabolic. And also, if you're doing this for long periods of time, your body starts to feel unsafe. So if you are chronically pushing yourself to not eat, then your body will start holding on to body fat until it feels safe because it needs those energy reserves. And or you might find that you lose your period and stop menstruating because your body doesn't want to waste energy on creating a baby when it knows that 
you're not going to feed it for a while and it doesn't know the next time that it's going to get food. And this also leads to a lot of binging at night because your body will eventually start screaming at you and tell you to eat food. And that ends up meaning that you might find yourself in the pantry eating whatever you find in sight. And I know most people are probably like, why the heck would I wake up within, or once I wake up and within 30 minutes to an hour eat? I'm not even hungry. Again, you have to train your body to send you those hunger signals. And this might mean that you just start out with having a snack in the morning. It's not, it doesn't have to be this huge big meal. You will eventually start building up to where you can have breakfast your full breakfast in the morning within 30 minutes to an hour upon waking. But it takes time and your body has to get used to, oh, he or she is going to feed me at this time. So might as well just send that signal to tell he or she to feed me. And I know for me, I love waking up and having breakfast because I make sure that it is something that I'm excited to eat. A lot of the times it ends up being my chocolate smoothie bowl. So that's always fun. So maybe just like making sure you have something to look forward to for breakfast if you're finding yourself like not excited about breakfast. Because like I know everyone gets excited for like, oh, let's go out to brunch, you know, or I don't know, maybe that's just a girl thing. I don't really do brunch because I wake up too early anyway so it ends up being lunch for me by that point but like people get excited about that so maybe recreate that brunch scenario for yourself but like when you wake up I also found for me that eating every three to four hours has helped me and my body feel safe and get used to getting that food because when again you have restricted in the past your body stops sending that signal But once you start fueling it properly and start giving it that food consistently, it will start regulating itself and it will start giving you those signals. But it takes time and you have to be consistent with it and you have to be intentional. And if you have dysregulated blood sugar, this is important for you to do this because it keeps you from having those weird ups and downs and energy crashes. And I also wanted to highlight that There's this weird thing out there about being proud about not having an appetite. But the thing is, is that I don't know about you, but I don't want to be eating the least amount of food all the time. Because when I want to go out on vacation and try something new, it's like I know I'm going to be eating more food. And a lot of the times having no appetite means you're dying. Like not that sounds really harsh. But like, for example, recently I had one of my chickens pass away. She stopped eating. She stopped interacting with the other chickens. It was because she was sick. And that happens to people too. People don't feel motivated to eat because they don't know how much longer they have. Like, you want to have this healthy appetite because your body knows like, oh, we can keep going. We can keep moving. We know we can still survive. So having that healthy appetite that you're hungry and then you're not hungry and then you're hungry is a good sign. And you should be excited about like, oh, I'm getting hungry. This is great. I'm going to go eat some food. But again, it's going to take some time for those hunger signals to come back. So you're going to have to feed it properly and with intention. 
And something I really wanted to highlight, I know I keep saying highlight, but (laughs) this was something that I had struggled with on my journey because I was like, oh, I'm not being active enough to eat food. But the thing is, is your body has this magical thing called basal metabolic rate. And this is the energy you burn at rest for you just being you. Your body is just pumping that blood through your body. Your brain is working while you're just sitting there and watching Netflix or a movie in a movie theater and you're watching Top Gun and you're like, man, I wish I was that pilot. I want to fly like that. And you're thinking all those deep thoughts. That was me a couple weekends ago. (laughs) So that's just you being you. And I was so scared that I hadn't gotten enough steps in in a certain day that either A, I was already going into my next meal thinking my meal needed to be smaller or that I needed to skip it altogether. But the thing is, is that your body has a certain amount of energy it needs to function every day. And this is a big thing. Again, I want to highlight, I need to find a different word to say, but there's this study that was done on the Hadza tribe. And if you've listened to Mind Pump, you've probably already heard this before. But basically what happened is that they studied these people and they were doing like 25,000 steps a day plus on average. And they measured how many calories they were burning each day. And then they measured the amount of calories a person who was sedentary and they found that they were burning about the same amount of calories. And this is because your metabolism adapts and their basal metabolic rate was the same. But it will be different if you have more muscle mass, if your basal metabolic rate is higher. So your the way your body burns calories isn't just about how active you are. And you have to realize that maybe one day I'm more active. So yeah, I might feel more hungry, but then if I don't fuel myself enough that day, that probably the next day when I'm just sitting in class and not moving that much, I might need more fuel to make up for the day before that I didn't fuel myself enough. And that is okay. But one last thing I wanted to mention is for me, I also found eating something before bed with a balance of protein, fat, and carb helped me sleep through the night. A lot of the times people don't realize that they have a blood sugar spike and they wake up and they're like, oh man, I just got to pee. Well, because it's been like four hours and you're like, oh, I probably had some water and so I just need to pee now and that's why I'm waking up. When it's like, no, your blood sugar probably spiked because it didn't have the fuel that it needed throughout the night. So having something like Greek yogurt before bed, I found had allowed me to sleep through the entire night without waking up and made me feel rejuvenated and fresh or refreshed. Now, when you're eating, it's also important to it's also important to know what to eat. Now, I'm not going to give you like a meal plan and be like eat this and this and this cuz that doesn't really help anyone. But I will say most people wake up and they have coffee and a piece of toast or just a banana right as they wake up. And like that's that's okay because at least you're fueling your body and you're getting yourself out of that catabolic state. But you might send yourself on this blood ro- blood sugar roller coaster. 
So instead, maybe have something like that has a balance of protein, fat, and carb with some fiber. This could be coming from fruit or veggies at every meal and just be intentional about that because this will make you feel satisfied and fueled throughout the day without those weird energy dips. So like for instance, me waking up feeling my best self after a good night of sleep because I had my Greek yogurt the night before, I go downstairs and I make myself that nice chocolate smoothie bowl. That smoothie bowl has milk in it, it which has protein, fat, and carb. It has avocado in it. It has cherries, strawberries, cacao powder. Uh, I'm getting the fiber from the cherries and the and the strawberries. It also has some good carbs with those sweet that thick sweet potato to make the smoothie super thick. Try and also think, oh, and you gotta sprinkle on some of those cacao nibs. If you want a nice crunch on top of your smoothie bowl, gotta get those cacao nibs. And then on the side, this might sound really weird, but I have a side of turkey on the side of my smoothie bowl because I don't feel like paying for protein powder. So I gotta make sure that I have more protein than just the protein from the milk. So I have some turkey on the side. And that's a balanced breakfast that makes me feel fueled and satisfied until the next time I go eat some food. If I'm going to have a snack or if I eat lunch. Yeah, that's the next meal. (laughs) Now, the thing is, is how much of protein, fat and carbon fiber should you be eating? Well, this depends. You might try going higher carb one week and seeing how that makes you feel. You might try going higher fat one week and seeing how that makes you feel. It's completely up to you and it will change throughout your life because if you're more active, you might find being higher carb makes you feel better. But then you might also find eating higher fat makes you feel more satiated. But I just highlight make sure you get some carbs in because they also taste really good and they're nice and good for performance. So just hint hint there. But again, See what works for you and makes you feel your best, not what your neighbor says makes them feel your best, because who cares? They're not in your body, so they can't tell you what you should and shouldn't be eating because you know what makes you feel your best. But I would recommend prioritizing protein because it helps you build muscle, build strength, perform. It makes you feel satisfied and it keeps your blood sugar stable. So it's important to have that. It's also important to eat enough healthy fats for healthy hormones for men and women. Most health health professionals recommend a minimum of 20 to 35% of your daily intake because those things are essential. So you want to make sure you're getting those in. Now, intentional eating will look different for everyone. I know I had already said it might look different depending on how much protein, fat, and carb you need. But intentional eating might also be making sure that you give yourself a treat every night. You might be like, Rebecca, why would you be giving yourself a treat? Well, because like some people feel really restrictive if they tell themselves, no, you're not allowed to have a piece of chocolate before bed. or You're not allowed to have, I don't know, whatever other dessert you feel like having. Chocolate is the only thing I have to mind because that's what I had last night. But a lot of people feel restricted when they don't allow themselves to 
have that treat at night. And the thing is, is they restrict themselves from so long from having those sweets that once someone finally offers that or they finally just give up and they're like, I don't want to do this to myself anymore. They end up just eating a ton of it because you don't know when you're going to allow yourself to have that again. So you rebel from yourself and say, I'm going to eat this whole chocolate bar or this whole cake or pint of ice cream and then you just end up not feeling good. I also had to start doing this because I had to work on my relationship with food and fighting those food fears because if you don't ever challenge yourself with those food fears once it actually comes up in real life you're still just going to feel as anxious as you were before and also realizing that those foods Yes, they might not be nutritionally the best for you, even though there is a lot of nutrition in dark chocolate, so don't hate on that. Um, (laughs) Wow, I completely just lost my train of thought because all I could think about in that second was chocolate. But um, once you start showing yourself that those things won't do anything to you, they stop losing this power. And the funny thing is, is I would start doing this and I would almost fantasize about certain foods that I wanted to try or thought were good, but I had put them on the quote bad list. And then I had them and I was like, well, okay, maybe I made them up in my head a little bit more than I should have. And realizing that it's not that big of a deal and that if you're fueling yourself properly, that having a little treat at night, again, isn't going to do anything to you and it takes that fear away. Another way to be intentional with your eating is making sure you have veggies at every meal. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't know the love of Brussels sprouts, roasted Brussels sprouts. And I just, I feel for you because you need to have them. (laughs) But making sure you have veggies at every meal because it is important to get in those micronutrients. And that might be a way that you are intentional with your eating because you're like, okay, I got to make sure I have my protein, fat, and carb, but I also got to make sure I got my, my veggie in there because those are good too. It's all about making sure that you do what makes you feel best throughout your day. You're most energized because everyone who listens to Becca Babel's podcast is here to perform, is here to be their best, is here to be their best self. I keep saying best. I need, again, maybe I just need like a dictionary on the side of me that I can flip through for better words, but <laughs> we will eventually expand expand our vocabulary. But again, Everyone who listens to this podcast is trying to better themselves. Everyone who's listening to this podcast is amazing and deserves to feel, I was going to say best again, deserves to feel their most amazing self. Is that a better word? I'm going to look up synonyms for best after this podcast so I can expand my vocabulary. But anyways, fuel yourself the way that makes you feel your most physically, mentally, and emotionally the best. There again is the word best. I can't stop pointing that out. But you want to make sure that you feel physically, mentally, and emotionally stable because that is going to allow you to do what you want to do throughout your life. And I don't know about you, but I would rather feel great 
than like keep restricting myself and feeling crummy because that's not going to get me anywhere in life. That's just going to keep me obsessed with food. That's going to keep making me feel like I don't have enough energy and like I can't accomplish the things that I want to do. So I hope this helped you. I thank you so much for listening to this podcast and that you got some benefit out of it. Let me know if you have any questions or topics you want me to cover, and you can do that by emailing me at beccababblespodcast at gmail.com or DMing me on Instagram at rebecca.8 and taking a screenshot and sharing this on social media so that other people can get this wonderful information about how intentional eating can change their life and heal their relationship with food and all the other wonderful things I will be babbling about and share this with anyone you think would be interested in listening to this. Please rate and review the podcast again so that more people can get this wonderful voice in their ears. And again, I just want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast if you made it this far with all my weird rambles in between. And I just want to say I can't wait to babble with you next time. 